Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Falling Skies cast. I am Jimmy in Georgia. Welcome back. We're here to once again talk about Falling Skies. Got all sorts of things to talk about in our little news segment today. Got another really good episode to recap and discuss. And some other fun Falling Skies things have been going on, so that's pretty good stuff. And I guess here in just a moment we're going to go ahead and jump into all of our festivities that we would normally do after a new episode of Falling Skies. First of all, we definitely need to jump into our Falling Skies news with all the important developments that have come out over the last week or so. From the Falling Skies Cast Studios, it's the Falling Skies News with Jimmy and Emmy. All right, well, it's time to get in our news. And first of all, biggest news of the week, definitely, by far, Falling Skies was renewed by TNT for Season 3, another 10-episode order. And one thing that I, I still haven't found a copy of the panel as far as a video, I've heard TNT um, rumors on Twitter that TNT was supposed to post the panel video at some point or maybe some portions of it. I have still, still haven't found that as of yet. But I have also heard that one of the executive producers in the panel, from what I understand, made a reference to that he would like to see the show go 10 years because that's something we had talked about last, I think last week we were just kind of talking about Comic-Con and things. And one of the producers again last year said his favorite episode was episode 98 and then kind of went into you know some thoughts about how long the show might go on. 10 years is a long time for any show to go on. Like Smallville, if you're a fan of that show, was... 10 seasons granted those are 22 episodes that was a longer schedule more work probably all those kind of things but i don't know Noah wiley was a part of er for for like 15 years so it's definitely not unheard of uh is not but that is a very long time especially for a cable show i don't i don't know of any cable shows that have gone that long i mean there's definitely a bunch of network shows who've gone 10 plus years but yeah i don't don't know of any cable shows i think seven seasons is probably about the max of any cable show i can think of as far as you know entertainment stuff i mean there's all sorts of reality tv shows that have been on forever on cable like the real world but (laughs) i don't i can't think of anything right off the top of my head like as far as a drama that's been on cable for longer than that but anyway uh, that's definitely good news so congratulations to the cast and crew of falling skies for season three coming next summer and if things hold true to form, probably around the Father's Day weekend once again. And so, awesome news there. And I'm going to go ahead and make the prediction right now based on that. Sunday, June 16th, 2013 will be the premiere date for Season 3 of Falling Skies. And, you know, just based on the first two seasons, I don't see why they would change that format. It's been working out for them so far. And they definitely stuck with it this season. That's what I was saying throughout the, the break. So, I'm, I'm thinking that would probably be the, the accurate date. June 16th, 2013. But anyway, we'll get back into some other news. Uh, we did mention Comic-Con, that panel, and autograph signing, all that stuff did happen on Friday afternoon over there in San Diego. And I know, if nothing else, 3F by Space has done some really good coverage. Rob was out there from their site, and it uh, looks like he had posted all sorts of pictures and things that I, from what I saw just following you know, through Twitter or Facebook the last few days. So definitely check out 3FBSpace.net for some really good Falling Skies coverage for Comic-Con. And there's lots of sites and people who've covered Comic-Con, but I definitely know that he has a pretty vested interest in Falling Skies. I mean, the site has grown into a more entertainment-based website, but it definitely kicked off last summer as a Falling Skies fan site. So 
definitely think it's cool that Rob and his other friends there have been able to expand out and make a really good entertainment website. So that's good stuff. Well, the only other thing I want to get into um, here before we get into our recap and feedback and everything else that we talk about here on a regular episode, uh, we do want to talk about the ratings of last week's episode. We've talked about this live plus same day thing, the live plus three. Well, last Sunday's episode, July the 8th, had a 3.6 million viewer with live plus same day. And the previous week, I think we'd reported it was 3.8. I honestly need to go back and double check that. But it had grown with the live plus three up to 4.9 million. So definitely takes into account those DVRs, and that definitely helps the ratings out. Pretty good portion. Last couple weeks, it's been over a million plus viewers. I think last week it was 1.2 million extra views or viewers, and this week in 1.1 extra million viewers. So definitely um, looks better that way (laughs) than just the regular live same-day ratings. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our ratings news and our news segment for this Monday edition of the Falling Skies cast. We're going to jump into our next little segment of the show where I give... Mama in Georgia called to see what she thought pretty briefly, usually, about last night's episode of Falling Skies. Homecoming. Hey. What you up to? Oh, nothing much. Just watching TV. Been good on tonight? Uh... Well, Pretty Little Liars and oh, another one that I like. So, yeah, it's okay. That's good. Yeah. Y'all get any rain today? Yeah, it stormed this afternoon for quite a while. Did it? Oh, oh goodness. Yeah. All afternoon, just about. It's supposed to do that tomorrow, too, the way they talk. Yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, how's everything going? It's going pretty good, just working and whatnot. Yeah. I wish you had a good time at y'all's house. Yeah, it was good to see y'all for a little bit. Yeah, we really did. I told Michael we'll have to try to go more often. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's got a birthday. I want to say an early happy birthday, Kate. Well, thank you. But I, I know you'll have a good day. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So did you watch Spawn Skies this Sunday night? I sure did. What did you think about it? It's getting better and better. I think so, too. Yeah. I, did, I, I told Michael we sit down on the porch today, and I told him, I said, the more it goes on, the better it's getting. I think so. At first, it was kind of slow, and I just thought it wouldn't be that good. But I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah. Do you think? What do you think about Maggie? Do you think that uh, Karen killed her, or is she just bleeding and she'll be okay? Uh. You know what I'm talking about, right? His girlfriend. Oh well, yeah, Hal's new girlfriend, his old girlfriend, this skitter girl, like threw her up in the against the wall and stuff, and left her bleeding on the floor. Oh yeah, left her bleeding. I mean, and stabbed her, didn't she, or something? Something. I don't know. Her stomach was bleeding. Usually, that's pretty bad. Yeah. They didn't really go back to that. Well, first thing, I thought she shouldn't have went in there. Yeah. Because she should have known better. If they thought, you know what I'm saying? Right. Duh. Why would you go in? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I like I like it. I really do. So did, oh, I don't know if you if you heard about this. You remember um, Terry O'Quinn on Lost, John Locke? Yeah. You know, you know he's been cast to be in the, a couple of episodes of Fallen Skies this year. Do you know about that? No. Yeah, he's gonna be in the episode nine and ten, which is coming up in a few weeks. Oh my good, that'll make it even better. Yeah, that should That's be cool. Be, 
What about the what about the captain? Not the captain. What's the the head man? And he got sick, and I thought he's gonna die. He might still die. I mean, they killed off Porter last year. You remember? Right. And and now they're maybe John Lott's gonna take his place. That, I, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, like, since Weaver is taking the group down to South Carolina, to Charleston, mm-hmm. once they get there... When they get there, John Locke might be take well, over command. I, I don't know that he's going to be on the show all the time next year, but uh, or at all next year. He might just be in those two episodes. But if you're with other people, Weaver isn't that important anymore. I mean, they could kill him off, I think. Right. Not that they have to. I like him, but they could. So. Well, I think it's going to get it's gonna get complicated. <laughs> right. Well, there's only four more shows left, so it's only a few more to go. Now, I told Michael on AMC, everybody that's got dishes upset because they're taking that off, and they're not going to get to watch Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and all those. Mad Men, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, that was stupid. I, I honestly just hope Dish Network loses a lot of customers, personally. <laughs> well... And I don't know what Viacom's still going to do. I, if, uh, if I lose some shows, I'll just lose them. That's all I There ain't nothing I can do about it. Right. As long as I can keep ABC and Fox and, uh, you know, the ain't the three or four channels that I really watch. I watch History I, Channel all the time. That's my favorite. Well, I do watch the History Channel. I like the museum. What do you call it? Oh, Mysteries at the Museum. Oh, yeah. I just started watching that a few days ago. I never heard of it. I like that. Yeah, I, I watch it. But I like yeah, stuff that's like that. It's on now. That's what I had on. And yeah, those are the kind of shows I enjoy, like stuff that's kind of history-based. Well, I guess I'll let you go. Well, I'm glad you called. I hope you have a wonderful birthday. All right, well, thank you. You take care. All righty. Bye, babe. Bye. All right, well, we're going to jump into our Falling Skies feedback. All right, and as a little segue music that I need to update says, this is time for the feedback section. And we're going to take a look at Facebook and mostly that and uh, Twitter. We do have other ways you can get in contact with us. Um, we always try to mention those at the end of every episode, whether it be Google Plus or Get Glue, email, phone calls, whatever it is. There's a plethora of ways. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can. You can be like, I guess, right at 200 people who have looked over at Facebook and found us and clicked the like button. I saw today that we had hit the 200 plateau, if you will. And so thanks everyone who has found us over there. And I definitely appreciate that. But I think we're getting close to 1,300 people over on Twitter. So again, appreciate everyone who has found us, taking that time out of your busy schedule to you know, click follow or click like. That's definitely cool. And just looking over at Facebook, we've had a bunch of people like different things and look at different things. Um, I don't see any comments, actually new ones for this week. So I think the other, the ones people had posted on the wall were ones we'd already read last week. So, again, we are up to 200 likes over there, so definitely appreciate you guys for finding us. That's awesome. If you haven't already found us, you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thefallingskiescast. And then if you haven't found us on Twitter yet, we are listed there as the Falling Skies. And over on Twitter, we've had a lot of interactions yet again. I don't think we have time to read all, every single one of them. We'll definitely get to as many as we can here in a, in a decent amount of time. Appreciate you taking the time to message us or tweet us or include us in a tweet to other people or, you know, whatever. It's pretty cool. So definitely thank you all for that. All right. We're going to start back on July 11th. And at Leslie Gayton said, yay, so excited. 
that TNT had ordered a third season of Falling Skies. Also, at Pagan Soul 366 retweeted that message and put a smiley face at the end. Another thing from uh, that announcement, at Casey underscore Purvis says, the only predictable development so far this season, TNT ordered a third season of Falling Skies, at Tamron D. And this was, honestly didn't hear about this. I did send out a Facebook message and a Twitter message about it later on, I think the next morning. But, they mentioned that Noah Wiley was going to be on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. The actually sent us two two messages about that, and that's you know why I knew to look for the video and post it the next day on the Facebook group. Thanks again to at Tamran D. Follow Friday from at Jewel Phoenix at gh underscore Schuster sent us several different links to articles and things on some blogs and stuff. So thanks at Casey underscore Purposes at Comic Con Falling Skies cast ambushed by fans instead of aliens. And it's uh, apparently got Drew Roy there for autograph time. Uh, this is one of the best quotes I think of the season so far. At Casey underscore purpose also mentions Dylan's alive. He's holed up in a mine shaft in Minnesota, rewriting his protest song in the war ballads. At missing underscore 87. T-minus seven hours and 44 minutes to new Falling Skies. Anxious and excited. Also saying she loves Falling Skies. Also, she said several things during the, the, the episode. Let her have it, Ben. Pope. Girl talk. Maggie just told Karen where to shove it. Also, no, Ben, no. Why is it almost over? So many twists. Cap is awake. <laughs> wow, I'm so very ready for next week's episode. We had several from Jennifer at Rux uh, on Twitter, too, and so we'll go through those as well. She also says, It always starts off with a boom. Love, love, love this show. I do not like what happened between Ben, Mason, and Karen. And she did send us a YouTube link um, as well. So thanks again to at Jennifer Rux. At SizzyZ15 asked about a live stream for the uh, Comic-Con panel. Uh, that would be amazing. I wish there would have been one. At Danny Pulf also says she wants to see the Comic-Con panel. And I'm sure more of you out there would, would like to do that as well. There is a video, if you haven't seen it out there, from Emerald City Comic-Con from a few months ago on YouTube. I did see that as I was looking around. A couple other messages there on Twitter. At Dainki Al. I don't ever know how to say these things. I miss Karen. Is she going to show up tonight per chance? And she was in all the previews, so that's a good bet. And obviously she did. Um, also, she says, best Falling Skies beginning ever. Karen. Exclamation points with a bunch of those. At Natalie Dunlay says, watching the best show ever. Falling Skies. Cool. Let's see. At Switch Which One says, best way to screw with the second mass is to screw with the brothers. Don't make them trust each other. At Kill the Alien says, too many things going on tonight. This show's full of surprises. Great sci-fi action. Don't trust Karen. And Switch Which One says, agree with you, Kill the Aliens. Karen is there to cause trouble. At Butterfly8871 says, I really think Karen is there to recruit Ben. She's up to something. At It's Jellybean101 says, amazing show tonight. Really excited and can't take my eyes off the screen. Love you guys. Heart. At UGAKC, I never liked that girl, Karen, Falling Skies. <laughs> All right, and I think that's pretty much going to wrap up our Twitter um, feedback here. There, there's probably a few more that I've overlooked somehow, and I am sorry if I, I missed yours. But um, send us another message this week, and I'm sure we'll try to include it. I think I went through most of all of them. All right, well, the next part of our show, as you may be aware, if you listen to us regularly, is the Falling Skies recap. We're going to take a, a few minutes, going to recap what happened in the episode, have some little discussion moments there within it, Maybe a little commentary on my behalf of some things I maybe didn't like or did like. Um, and then we'll go into our Falling Skies 5, where I recap five pivotal moments of the show. And then after that, we're going to have a This Week in History. We'll tell you how you can contact us. And then we're going to close out our show once again with the Pope quote of the week, since Pope was back 
in last night's episode. And that's what's coming up. So we're going to jump into our Falling Skies recap. It's time for the Falling Skies recap, part of the show where we recap Falling Skies. All right, well, we open up at William Harrison General Hospital in Waverly, Virginia. Anne wakes up from another night with Tom at the hospital. Uh, we learn they've been there for two weeks, so some time has definitely passed since our last episode once again. She even mentions how she feels normal again. Tom starts talking about missing stuff about his kids fighting and waking up fighting over the bathroom and whatnot, and he brings up Rebecca. And definitely that reference kind of puts uh, I don't know, a little strain on the talk there for just a little bit. But it seems they move past it pretty quickly, and definitely much better than Hal and Maggie did with the reference of Karen the previous week, and they kiss and plan to meet after lunch. Weaver is complaining about his slack soldiers and how they're dropping their guard, and basically the skitters could come along and wipe them out. And um, then he almost collapses. He stands up. It looks like he's almost pushed into the window. At least that's the way I saw it. I don't know if it was just a seizure or a convulsion of some sort. And then uh, we see that his harness bite has... uh, his infection, whatever it is, has spread all over, and they send for Anne. And that's when we go to our opening title sequences. Weaver has been given all sorts of different drugs. They mentioned Barazapan. Tom here takes command of the second mass. And his plan, since they aren't able to stabilize him, is, well, we're leaving for Charleston tonight. Maggie and Hal talk about her quick recovery and how she got shot, you know, two weeks ago or whatever. He doesn't think she should be up and around just yet. And then Maggie goes on to tell Hal she has asked Weaver to be transferred to a different unit, and we mentioned that it's Goodman. And here, as the conversation kind of starts to you know, go south a little bit, I guess, they, they come upon a pile of leaves, and there are kids who have been deharnessed and are pretty much all dead, it appears. And as they search through, Maggie discovers Karen's almost lifeless body there. Hal goes over to investigate. She wakes up, and she passes back out. And we go to commercial break. And, you know, again, Thomas assumed command. He's talking to the other leaders of the group and telling them how he wants to get on the road. And this is when good old Jamil, the engineering guy, the guru, the professor from the Gilligan's Island almost here, you know, says, by the way, we don't have any fuel. We've been using all the diesel for the generators. Uh, we barely had enough fuel to get here, you know, from Richmond. And they're in Waverly. And so... Yeah. Die said he's been out looking for fuel depots, and they only have enough fuel now to keep the generators going for 12 more hours. So Tom's next objective is to widen the search for fuel. They need to go west, east, and south and send out riders with enough fuel to go for about four hours out and four hours back. And then uh, also Tom instructs him to shut down everything, basically, and separate Anne's little you know triage or whatever you want to call it emergency room and this is when matt runs in to tell the news that karen is back how wants to get karen to ann ben automatically says that he can't trust her and he should have stuck with his um, initial reaction here and he obviously doesn't as we go forward in the show he he automatically says she's still attached to the skitters or to the aliens whatever you want to call them um, he says he can hear it die and lyle are instructed to take her to the psych ward, and that is where she goes. When she wakes up, she's basically surrounded. Ben walks in, you know, tells him about how he doesn't trust her. Karen seems to recognize Tom, but doesn't, at least from my perception, didn't seem to recognize everyone else. Exactly. It was kind of strange, I thought. And she goes into some details about how it was to be harnessed, saying it was terrible watching these 
horrible things happened and you know not being able to do anything. She says she didn't remember the other dead kids that she was found with, but she does remember being on the ship and waking up and seeing how. And her reason or excuse or whatever why she's there is that she must have served her purpose. One thing, okay, we saw Karen premiere of this season, and if you remember her, her face and her back and things were very skitterfied, for lack of a better word. They were very crusty or whatever. Kind of like Ben's back, but it was more than that. And all the posters we've seen, you've seen Karen's the back of her head and the side of her face is all crusty. And she seems to be completely back to normal. You know, pretty much Cinderella, as she was on Once Upon a Time for several episodes this first season. But, I don't know, I think that was kind of funny. I mean, how did, how did that happen? I guess they can reverse that process when they want to or something. Something to think about. Tom does set up a 24-hour guard for her. Ben wants to stay alongside the guard just because he thinks he can do a better job. Ben, again, he's so dumb, I guess is a good word, but he he's so like anti-how, stay away from her, she'll manipulate you, she's connected, she's evil, blah, blah, blah. And then he's the one who is manipulated and influenced, so it's just weird. <laughs> and obviously my thought is a Star Wars fan was Admiral Akbar. it's a trap! We we go back and we we hear an update on Weaver that the harness infection, whatever you want to call it, is getting exponentially worse. And her one of her theories is that the thing just needed time to incubate because it had been several weeks since it, he was bitten, and so it's been three weeks basically with the time passage from between episodes. This is one of those kind of awkward moments yet again, but they seem to move past it. Um, again, Tom and Anne get into a fight about what to do for Weaver and what's the best plan of action. You know, she says she's the doctor and she's in control of such things. And he's just like, we got to go. We got to take him to Charleston, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of yells at her and calls her Rebecca at wooden point. And that kind of calms both of them down and they kind of chill out and talk a little bit. All right, we go to another commercial break. We get back. Ben and Karen are talking as he watches over her. She asked about the food. I guess it's good. She's like, well, is Pope still cooking? Um, or is it Uncle Scott? And then Ben shares Pope's gone. Uncle Scott's killed by a mech while he's trying to save some kids. And this is when Ben and her start to make a connection. He says he can he can hear her. She says something to the fact that she hears noise, kind of like radio static or TV static. And then she starts talking about what it's like to be harnessed. She said it's like having a hand wrapped around your throat, feeling like a rag doll. And you have to witness horrible things. And then she also says to Ben that being harnessed to a skitter, like he was, well, compared to what she was, he was, she was harnessed to one of the fish heads, one of the overlords, and that's like ten times worse. I guess as far as the connection and the command and the control or whatnot. So Anne and Laudris are there, and Laudris has come up with a plan. Olo has come up with a plan to raise Colonel Weevil's core temperature and they would need to do a extracorporeal hypothermia i think is what they said so basically their plan is they need to pump out his blood heat it up i think to 106 degrees and then pump it back in and then the professor jamil is tasked to uh create a, such a machine that could do this i don't know this whole thing right here seemed kind of silly to me this whole plot point i, I mean at this point we were in bad shape he should have died i think having some miracle cure from some dude making a machine it just seems kind of a little far-fetched a little bit i mean it helps being in a hospital and it helps having power so you know that gives them an advantage but still that that seemed kind of kind of outlandish and here as the scouts come back they also come back with anthony and pope 
And uh, we get a, a little bit of his uh, backstory here, what had happened. Anthony and Pope had split up outside Durham. They ran into some uh, aliens. And uh, Anthony, good old Forrest Gump style, picked up Pope's kind of injured body or whatever and ran him out of the battle as far as he could go. And that took us to another commercial break. Ben brings Karen some breakfast. She talks about going to Nantucket and asking about him dreaming. And he says he doesn't sleep. And and, and here it really seemed like, and I guess this would be the case, that she's fishing for information for intel. And she's also kind of helping to try to create some distrust between Ben and the second mask, which there definitely is. And she starts talking about her hearing how awesome it is and how she has better vision and this awesome strength and how you know she's super pretty much and then when ben gets kind of close to her their spikes start glowing and did they i don't i don't know it's one of the things i know they got close to kissing i don't know if she actually did kiss because hal came in and then she kind of collapses very very conveniently and so obviously she's lying about all this stuff and it's just being a, a tool for the uh, overlords that is manipulating Ben. That's what, what they want, apparently. And so again, Jamil, just like the professor from Gilligan's Island, is able to make the device to heat the blood. And it's going to take about eight hours for that process. Tom apologizes to Anne. And this is when the power starts flickering and then goes off. And so Tom's there pumping the machine by hand. Which again, this whole situation is set up for Weaver to be dead. And he's not. <laughs> So I don't know if that's foreshadowing anything or if they're like, okay, we're not killing this guy's off because he's so tough and blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's the case. So Jamil, after the commercial break, does bring in a small generator just to power that machine. And again, my notes here say Weaver should die. <laughs> Tector comes back with the scouts that have lots of fuel and oil and diesel and gas. And that's southwest of where they are. Maggie finds Hal on the staircase. They talk about you know how he thinks about Ben and what's going on. And then... She tells him she he needs to go look for Ben, which gives her the opportunity to go back to Karen's little jail cell in the psych ward to have a little girl talk with guns. And so evil Karen really mani- tries to manipulate Maggie here. And it really reminded me of a little bit of the interaction, not not expressed, you know, not specifically, but just some of the, the way that she was doing this. It was kind of subtle, or not so subtle, I guess, in some ways, too. It reminded me of the... In- the interaction between Loki and the Black Widow from the Avengers um, this summer and how he was bringing up all these things to try to get to Black Widow. And none of that worked. I mean, Black Widow played him to find out what he was interested in. And so that, it, it kind of reminded me of the way Loki addressed Black Widow. And so I don't know. I thought I'd bring that up here. And anyway, it ends in a fight, and it definitely looks bad for Maggie. I know I mentioned that earlier when I talked to Mama in Georgia. Somebody call my mama. But, um, yeah, honestly, usually in a TV show or movie, if somebody's stomach's bleeding, they're dead. Probably. Is that the case? No, probably not. They didn't go back to it. They had die stay there and look after her. So she's probably okay because this is falling skies, and people have miraculous healings all the time, unless they're impaled on a tree. Or blown up or something. I think she'll probably be okay, but I don't think she should be okay. I think she should die as well. Oh, one thing too I don't want to mention. Karen, when she goes to fight with Maggie, she does some like straight up Matrix jumping off the wall, flipping through the air, some some of those crazy moves like that. And and again, I'm going to say she almost kills Maggie. Uh, <laughs> just going to have to say she probably did it. And then Karen goes on to manipulate Ben some more um, with all of her lies. And so... 
at this point, just if you think you're know, taking stock of stuff, Pope is like unconscious in a coma. Weaver and Maggie, they're both dying. So it's looking pretty bad here for the second mass at the moment. So right now is when Ben and, and Karen make their way up to the roof. Ben definitely leads the way. Hal comes out, tries to stop him. Ben chokes him out. Good old like WWE sleeper hold style. And evil Karen says that one time at some point she used to love Hal. And one thing there here, I'm like, why? Why not kill Hal? I guess just to continue to, to build trust with Ben. But it seems like they have a perfect opportunity to do that. Again, we have the glowing spikes. They jump off the building, run away. Um, and then we go back over. We find out the treatment has worked from Dr. Ann. And uh, they have saved Weaver. And it seems like Tom isn't dealing with being the leader very well with all the stuff he talks about there. Weaver wakes up and asks about how much fuel they burned to save him. And uh, definitely seems Weaver's back to normal. Then we find out Pope's awake as well. He's asking for Tom. And here's where we find out Pope knew the plan all along because his interactions with the with Karen, actually, specifically. And he says the fish heads are looking for Ben. They had Karen, and they had mentioned, I guess he even mentioned to him something about the Skitter Rebellion two days previously. And then at the end of the episode, we do see Ben and Karen running off through the forest. And that's going to be our Falling Skies recap for this week, episode number six of season two homecoming and now it's time to jump into our next segment of the show all right it is time for the falling skies five the five most pivotal moments of the episode it is time to count down the top five moments of the episode and we're going to start off this week with number five and that is john pope i don't know i guess one of those things thus far these first two seasons pope has joined up with the second mass turned against them and ran away and then comes back <laughs> Hopefully this will be the last time that happens, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I would want to see Pope every week, personally. Anthony, too. Uh, Umpo is a friend of the show. Uh, we talked to him last August, and he actually tweeted to us the other day that he wanted to be on the show again, so that would be amazing, as we've mentioned before, I think. But, um, but yeah, I definitely would like to have Pope and Anthony around every week. Don't want them going off having adventures on their own unless we follow them on their adventure and see what is going on over there. Um, but definitely having him back is... Um, is fun. He causes controversy and he instigates things between other people in the second mass. He's actually a good leader. He's a good cook and he's a good fighter. He knows how to kill cooties or skitters. So I like having Pope back and that's going to be number five on my list for this week. Number four, even though I've already mentioned this in the recap and how I feel like the outcome should have been different. Weaver lives and uh, this whole weird skitter bite infection thing totally kind of strange just like if that's all it takes why not unleash harnesses and let those little skitter bug things crawl around biting everybody and killing everybody it just seems like that would be easy i don't know there's still something we don't get apart from needing some slave labor and whatnot why is the second mass alive why are these other people still alive definitely the overlords the fish heads are out there looking for something so don't quite get that but anyway weaver has pulled through yet again. Uh, they've come up with some crazy scheme and a crazy machine to fix him, and it worked. So Weaver living is important uh, as the leader of the second mass. And, and as I mentioned with Mama and George on that phone call, you know what? At the end of the season, they get to Charleston. There's other people there. Weaver's not as important as he used to be. So I, I really could see them killing him off. Uh, not that they have to, but, you know, either way, I'd been okay if Weaver would have died this episode. 
Same thing with Maggie. I feel like Maggie should be dead. I don't think she will be. Since she didn't officially die this episode, I don't think they would wait a week and then kill her off. So I'm sure she'll be back and Anne will fix her right up. But I don't know. People need to die. I mean, Jimmy died and Uncle Scott died off camera. Not too many other people I can think of that really had a name that has really been featured on the show have, have died yet. So I think that's okay. People should die. Click was around for a half an episode before, no, for one episode and part of a second episode before he got shot and killed by Pope's guy. So, yeah, they need to kill off some people. I think that would be good for him. Number four. That was number four, Weaver Lives. Number three. And this is definitely an important one as they uh, trek on down to Charleston, South Carolina. They found a fuel depot. Depot. Fuel depot. Anyway, they did find a large supply of fuel, of gas, of diesel and of oil uh, all of which would be hard to come by and it's unlikely that those things would be untouched so definitely good that has happened and definitely will provide a way for them to make it down um, from waverly virginia to south carolina and i don't know it, it seems like this should be a little more like mad max where he, you know you die looking for fuel and if you have it people kill you and take it from you but I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I, I really feel like, and this, I guess this is one of the things, maybe it's budgetary constraints. I feel like they should really be running into other people that are evil that try to stop them along the way. Kind of like Pope's people-ish, but they haven't had that happen just yet. But anyway, number two on my list for this week's five pivotal moments, Karen returns. De-harnessed, de-crustified, um, from her skitter turnings and evil as ever <laughs> she uh, has come in as we've learned now to manipulate and to lie and to try to get ben away from the second mass to bring him over to the overlords um and, and not only that if you were take back to what was going on at the end of the episode ben's plan is to take her to the leader of the Skidder Rebellion, if that is the truth, the red-eyed Scarface guy. So he's leading the overlords directly to where they need to go. So this worked out perfectly for them thus far. And so we'll see how this goes from here, but definitely not a good situation, especially if this whole deal with the Skidders and the Second Mass is their only hope. Tom Mason, you're my only hope. You know, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely setting up some good story for down the down the line here of what what happens when Karen and Ben arrive at the uh, headquarters of the rebellion. Is Luke and Leia going to be there? And they could be. Maybe uh, they made a trip to Alderaan and Tatooine before they came to Earth. Who knows? All right, number one on my list coincides with number two, and I've already kind of mentioned it there. The fact that Ben did run off with Karen and was manipulated by her was my number one thing, but I've already kind of just mentioned and discussed that. So I guess we can call that five for this week our five most pivotal moments of the week and uh, we're going to move in from here over into our next segment of the show and the uh, next segment is uh, one of my favorites and this is a short one yet again these have been short here lately have again i'd like to ask that question to someone i haven't heard it posed anywhere did you cut out the history stories on purpose because people were annoyed by it because i for one enjoyed them and i i kind of miss them um, but we're going to move on into this week in history. This week in history. All right. Well, this week in history, we have, um, if nothing else, and there wasn't a lot this week, 
They were at William Harrison General Hospital. William Henry Harrison was the ninth president here in these United States. He's actually famous for having the shortest presidency. If you're familiar with his story, he was inaugurated on a rainy, kind of cold day, and he was out there and gave the longest inaugural speech. And eventually, it wasn't right away, he eventually got sick from that day, from that long speech out there in the conditions and whatnot. And eventually, I think it's like 60-some days later, he died. And so he has the shortest reign as president in the United States uh, from this illness that came along. And that would be terrible to be a candidate, you know, have spent months and maybe years dreaming of something like that, and then, you know, be a president and be sick the whole time and die like right away. That's crazy. Uh, I think it kind of reminded me, at least in this instance, the fact that they brought him up, if you're familiar with William Harrison, uh, how Weaver was sick around this go-around again. And he's not the president of of these people who were supposed to be down in South Carolina or something like that, but he's the leader of the second mass, and so he's the equivalent. And it, it kind of looked like he was sick and he might die. Uh, so I, I think those kind of references sometimes is subtle, but there's a reason for it. Uh, these people are pretty smart to write this show, I believe. And so I, I think that's cool. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess that's going to wrap up our brief little history, This Week in History. Like I said, I really personally miss Tom having his little moments of, well, back when Sparta, the people did dish. But, you know, whatever. We'll see how that goes. Maybe it has gone away altogether. All right, and really, truly, um, right now would be the time for the pop culture segment where we would discuss, you know, Falling Skies and pop culture. I really didn't catch anything this week. I mean, they mentioned some drugs. They mentioned some medical techniques. But again, I don't really think those are pop culture references. And so, you know, I'm thinking for like Star Wars and movies and TV shows, stuff like that. So I think we're, we'll have no pop culture segment this week. We're going to go ahead and tell you how you can contact us. And then we'll finish up our show with our Pope quote of the week. And that'll be followed up, you know, right after we tell you how you can get in touch with us. And I'll say peace out and then hit the music and it'll be time for Pope. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, we would love for you to be a part of this episode. We have some interaction from people over on Twitter mostly today. You can find us on Facebook, and 201 people have now, as it is now Thursday, as I'm finally finishing this last little segment of the podcast. And also, if you haven't seen it already on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our website, FallingSkiesCast.com, I have posted links to three videos that pretty much in- entail the entire Falling Skies panel. It doesn't show the, the clips from scenes that haven't been shown just yet or anything like that, but it does have you know the answers and questions, and I'm seeing most of it. I haven't had a chance to look through all of it just yet. But if you go to fallingskiescast.com, you can see a post there with all three videos. If you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash fallingskiescast, you'll find a, a, a post there on our wall. And then also if you follow us on Twitter, we're at the Falling Skies. You can see the post there where you can watch the videos of the Falling Skies Comic-Con panel. And I have it actually found a way to get in contact with the guy who made these videos his name is well his username on youtube is anthony's customs and if i get permission i will try to put those on a on a feed as a, a special episode or whatnot but i haven't been able to do that yet and i don't want to do it without his permission so we'll see what happens but anyway uh, again check out our website our facebook page or our twitter account if you haven't already seen the falling skies comic-con panel because it was hard to find a look for it for several days and i think i finally located it uh Wednesday night? I, I honestly don't remember. It's been a couple days ago now. All right, so <laughs> I guess that's pretty much going to wrap us up. I almost told you all the ways you can get in contact with us, as I mentioned, the Falling Skies Comic-Con panel. Um, you can also email us at fallingskiescast at gmail.com. You can find us on Google+. You can find us in iTunes, and you just search for Falling Skies Cast. You'll find us in either of those. 
We would love for you to, to take a few minutes and give us a star rating or maybe a little review in iTunes if you like the show and you enjoy listening to it. That would be great. It would be awesome. And you can also check into our podcast on Get Glue if you're into Get Glue. Um, I know some people still are. I know it was real popular, I guess, around a year or two ago. So if you're on Get Glue, check out Fallen Skyscast there. And uh, we would love to, to have you along there as well. All right, well, that's going to be pretty much all the ways you can get in contact with us, except for one, and I always kind of forget something. The last way would be our telephone number where you can call us or you can text us if you'd like, and that is 773-35-SKIES. We'd love to have your voicemail. If you don't have the time to leave us a voicemail, you could always send us a text message, and that would, you know, standard rates would apply, so if you have unlimited text, it would be free for you, kind of. All right, well, anyway, that's going to be all the ways I think you can get in contact with us. I'm sure there could be something else, but carrier pigeons might be a little harder. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. It's been a long show, and it's been a long week getting this out to you. I am sorry for the delay. And we're going to wrap this up here and now and say thank you for listening to the Falling Skies cast. I am Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. It's time for the Pope Quote of the Week. Yeah, the harness girl was there. I mean, she's the one who did all the talking. Who girl? You know, the one, the blonde. When your uh, oldest boy was swearing. Karen? That's her. Scary as hell. Yeah, it's like she could take her hand, reach right into your brain, and squeeze. What did they want with Ben? Like some, some crazy talk about a skitter rebellion with your lizard boy being a part of it.